comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode number 179 for season 7, episode 1 of The Walking Dead, entitled The Day Will Come When You Won't Be. Hi, folks. I'm Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening is Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon. What's going on, sir? Are we pissing our pants yet? <laughs> it's PP Pants City, I think. <laughs> also, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello, I'm going to be Mr. Subtle from now on. Subtle. With a touch of nuance. <laughs> yes. We're also joined by Mr. Aaron Newirth. Hey guys, I brought the markers, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> and back from his uh, his walkabout, his uh, semi-retirement from the show, but he's not gone, Mr. Jim Deeds! I had to come back to accept my uh, award. My spirit <laughs> award. Perfect. Uh, so thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back. We missed you. You took a little break from fear, but it's okay. It's all right. You're, you know, you're he back with us again. A little break from fear. He just threw his hands up and walked. Away. <laughs> <laughs> after, I think all, so. after all the pathos and and tension of, of Flight Four Sixty Eight, uh, I just my heart couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> the, the, uh, the 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 Buster rating listeners took a break too because they came back in full force this week. Yeah, we show. had usually like six or seven yeah, on fear. Did. We had the twenty eight on this one. Yeah, yeah. so that was. <laughs> We had like yeah, a five hundred percent increase. Yeah, we had like five new members join the group today too. It was like, all right, it's, <laughs> it's back. The show is back. They're coming home. They're coming home. Well, a lot of all, the, the current listeners, I... a lot of them have been uh, have been praising all the nuance we catch in these episodes. That's why they, we got new members. Yeah. Exactly, it's true. You're right. That's You're so right. true. <laughs> but what's interesting about the fear stuff was we were getting more comments about us being entertaining less than you know. <laughs> than the actual show itself. We have the best group. We really do. It's like they even said, a couple of people wrote, we stopped watching the show, but we still listen to the podcast. It's like, <laughs> we love hearing you guys talk about it. It's like, all right, that, that's, well, that's a compliment to us, right? It's all subtle nuances and all that stuff that we get into each episode, you know, just the little things. Right, exactly. We we catch it all. So it, it, listen, I had a lot of fun doing Fear. I know, listen, it was it was a, it was an emotional journey, but it was a good run, And uh, but I'm really glad to be back to The Walking Dead. Let's just put it that yeah, way. And. Uh, 
we were soldiers. We 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 held the line. We did. We, we walked we, away. We kept oh, it yeah. together. Like, yeah. I mean, it's we'll get to our opinions on this episode, but I think it's I think it's probably well known, at least to the listeners so far, that like or the ones that you know are on the Facebook group. I'm not a big fan of this episode, but I liked it a lot more than most of the episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, a lot happened this episode. We, I'm sure we all have a lot to say. We're bursting at the seams. I know there's a lot of internet chatter about this one, too. I mean, there was so much buildup for this thing. I mean, all summer, and you know, there was a lot of hate out there about how the season ended last year. And then there was kind of mixed emotions on the internet today. I've seen people love this episode. People couldn't stand it. They were still let down. So we will... We'll get through this together like we always do. We're going to dissect this episode beat by beat. We're going to throw our opinions in, end up with our Buster ratings, and we're going to roll on right through uh, Season 7, which looks to be pretty pretty amazing. It's, uh, it's, it's shaping up to be pretty good if it has this kind of uh, intensity throughout. So let's just jump right into it, guys. Uh, the cold open from this, this episode really was that last teaser that AMC dropped on us about, was it, about a week ago or so. They kind of dropped on it, and it was uh, essentially where we left off in the end of season six, but we think, I mean, it's kind of, you don't really know exactly where it is. You see a little blood on Rick's face. So something happened there. We know that, you know, Negan did his deed, I guess, uh, yeah. with Lucille. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Rick mumbles, I'm going to kill you. And then Negan leans in and says, he didn't quite catch that. He'd have to speak up a little bit. And Rick replies, not today, not tomorrow, but I'm going to kill you. Kind of like what he said in, uh, it reminded me when he was in Terminus a little bit, right? When he was talking to, uh, to, to, um, to those guys. Mm-hmm. Negan's face to face with Rick at this point, and he asks um, Simon, who's his henchman, the guy with the kind of the drop mustache there, what Rick Trevor was carrying. Trevor from G. Grand Theft Auto. 5. That is definitely that, that's really is yeah. him, right? That is him. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> you can tell because he actually looks like his character. In <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> like that, Ooh, that great, Aaron. I like that detail. Good detail. That was Hang good. On, yes, I, I more detail. That's good at getting nuance. Yeah. Very good, yes. And he asks the henchman, you know, what Rick was carrying. What weapon did he have on him? And Simon replies, a hatchet. And Negan seems amused by this. He goes, a hatchet? And Simon's like, yeah, you know, like an axe. An axe. Yeah. (laughs) I like that business quite a bit. I I thought that was like, it was such like, in spite of all the like drama that's going on right now, there's this like random like aside about the nature of what a hatchet is versus an axe. Right, <laughs> little baby hatchet. Look at now. Um, let me ask something: Is is uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Is he wearing like a dental appliance? Cause he keeps like doing this thing where he kind of does this like pain smile where his teeth kind of stick out. And I, I don't, don't really remember him having that many teeth in in the past. I, I don't thought know. maybe he was he's wearing something that kind of might because he also has that kind of like slight lisp. As he's talking as Negan, I thought maybe they might be wearing something. Well, it, we'll have to check out some photos or something. Maybe it looks like the scarf is tight on him, and it looks like he's just very. He does. Yeah, maybe he has he's, maybe look, he's deprived for air. That's it. He looks like he's very like tensed up in the shoulders and stuff. Like he's giving off this, you know, this is kind of this vibe, but laughing at the same time. Like he, he's very nonchalant he, about it. He plays it so look, cool, though. Looking yeah. at pictures, I, I, that's a. I mean, it, it'd be. It'd be a very subtle dental appliance if he's putting on some fake teeth. I think those are his. Pos- I, I, I'm pretty sure those are the teeth it that just he has. Cold. I think cool it was. It just seemed, especially in the scene where he says, "You know, a hatchet." When they they're doing a lot. I mean, they did a lot of close-ups this episode. A lot. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think Aaron made a good point in his review that they sometimes substitute close-up uh, close-ups for like actual character acting mm-hmm. uh, in the episode, but um. When they had that close 
It just seemed like, you know, he, and then he does it a few other times too in the trailer and, uh, and through the whole episode where he kind of just, he pushes his teeth forward and it almost looks like a smile, but it's not quite, it's not something oh, it's I've seen. it's kind of like a sinister, because I'm looking at it now, like I'm fast forwarding it to when he's talking to Rick, and yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a, a, a sinister, he gives him teeth when he says something, like he, right. Like he's exactly. showing his his fangs to him, like very animalistic, and like I, he even he, licks his teeth. I just caught right, it; I'm, like I wasn't even paying attention to it before. But he licks his teeth when he looks at Rick, like in a laughing kind of way. He, just, he kind of sucks his teeth a little bit, licks. Yeah, him. yeah he's got that yeah. little, little. These are a lot of nuances that he puts into the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really it enhances it. But anyway, um, but but yeah, I just I Jeffrey Dean Morgan is probably my favorite thing about this whole episode, and you know, yeah, I'm not I think, agree. I mean, his Hammed performance. Yeah. His performance is like the cornerstone of this whole episode. He carried it all with all the you know the manipulation of Rick and breaking him down and breaking down the rest of the group or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like the rest, some of the other parts of the episode were weren't as strong. Um, but I mean, we'll get to that as we get on to the episode. How but. dare you! I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly agree, and I think that's almost a detriment because you, you know, know what, Aaron, person, get off this show. <laughs> the, person, the person that you're, you know, the most excited about is the guy that just beat two characters you really like of a baseball bat to death and obviously there's supposed to be a kind of a level of sadistic charisma that comes with negan which i actually find to be more engaging on the show than i do in the comic i i know we've talked about i agree right. we've talked about we've talked about the character in the comics before and i know so there's a lot of people that are obviously big fans of negan in general in, in the comics i'm not a big fan of negan like i do i do think there's with all the f-bombs and whatnot it's just like it's a bit much for me where, yeah. as far as accepting this as like the key person to be facing against. Right. While he was show, more bro in the comic a little bit. Like yeah, I wanted even, him to yeah. die. He's, even, he's even like um kind of drawn more bro in the comics. Right. Like he basically looks like a you know like a rejected wrestler henchman mm-hmm. character. And now you have <laughs> right. you know you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan who's like you know a handsome movie star. That that's yeah. that's a little di- for me that's a little different than what the portrayal in the comics supposed to be. So it's like all right, well <laughs> I can at least get behind <laughs> this this horrible person because Jeffrey Dean Morgan's doing a good job of making him seem not you know, quote unquote likable but you know watchable. I guess would be the best way to phrase it. I wonder who would win in a fight. Uh, Negan versus John Winchester versus the comedian. Oh, now you're just being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, each character has Which their John own Winchester? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's John Winchester? That's from Supernatural. From Supernatural. From Supernatural. That's Supernatural. the dad of the Supernatural yeah. brothers. Oh, I think he automatically loses. The dad of the Supernatural brothers? That doesn't sound like a threat. Supernatural's <laughs> been on almost 20 seasons now. You really can't sneeze at the fan. That's like saying like some random wife from all... Uh, like uh, Days of Our Lives is going to win because she's well, it's, not, it's not random because Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him. <laughs> I, but you're, you're, like the argument was because the show's been on a long time, I should be feel threatened by him. That doesn't threaten. You know what, Aaron? No, no, no. John Winchester was a badass hunter of all, all things right. that go bump in the night. I'm just okay, saying, a, lot of people, a lot of people poo-poo Supernatural, but it is a legit no. show. I have Don't to, let I, me get the group I, Supernatural group on. Entire series, the show. I am indifferent to Supernatural because I don't watch it, but hearing the words "the dad" from Supernatural just does <laughs> nothing for me. <laughs> Buddy, that's who he is. Why do you hurt, Aaron? Why do you? 
So getting back to Negan is staring Rick in the face really hard, trying to just see who's going to blink first. I mean, he's trying to evaluate Rick, and you know, Rick's challenging him a little bit here, and he's still kind of just eye to eye with him. Finally, Negan grabs Rick by the collar and mm-hmm. drags him into the RV. And this was like, whoa! He's like flipping him around and th- literally throws him into the RV. On the way in, he's saying that Negan says, maybe Rick will be back soon, maybe not. And then that's pretty much uh, it. And we, we, the camera pans down to see the gore that was left behind by Lucille. We also see Daryl's blanket. So another little, little tease there by the producer saying, oh, my God, could it have been Daryl? We don't know. Some last minute trolling there by the producers. We go to the opening credits. No, that's not the last minute. There's still a, a whole commercial's worth of trolling. Yeah, there's, a yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of trolling. Yeah, there's a big, big amount of that in this. I did yeah. one of the things I liked in that scene was when they showed from the like the the like the half like the point of view of the people that would be kneeling there. You know, what I mean, not mm-hmm. the not the many cutaways to everyone's face because that got interminable after a while. Uh-huh. When they actually the POV was from like ha- like looking up at Negan right. with the lights and that kind of like you know rock band smoke mm. machine fog they had going on and uh that, i thought that was a really great look especially for that character i i agree with aaron i like the character on, as portrayed on the tv show already better than the one in the book well if i didn't mention it this episode was directed by greg nicotero so it is probably written, i mean his episodes typically are better than others and, and written by scott gimple so you basically have what's considered the a team on this episode oh yeah right did yeah, they watch Deliverance yeah. though? Because this reminded me a lot of Deliverance. <laughs> was, it did. The, all the, all that banjo in the back half really you know, got that to play. <laughs> that was great. When Ned Beatty made that cameo, that was <laughs> Oh, man. That was a the zombie. Bur- the the Burt Reynolds poster at the back of the RV really did it for me. Squeal. Squeal, man. So in the RV, Rick uh, is thrown to the floor. And Negan takes Rick's axe and just drives it into this little wooden dining table there. Negan says that they're going to go for a little ride. And he gets into the driver's seat. He tries to start the RV, but it won't start. And he says, what a piece of shit. I'm glad he did, because that RV really is one. Right. <laughs> and it won't start. He finally gives and up. And he's watching him. And I like how he's giving him a murder weapon. And right there. Him get it. And like turning his back him. on him. That was an insult. But like, he's watching I'm, him through the. Like, but you see his eyes in the directing. You make sure that you could see his eyes through the, the right. your mirror, so you can tell he's still looking at him. But he's right. daring him to go get that weapon. He's it's eyeballing old. him through that rearview mirror, and which again, you know, Hollywood. I'm not going to nitpick too hard. But why would there be a rearview mirror in an RV? But anyway, that's beside the point. It's cool. <laughs> it, it, it worked fine. I'm not, it's not the auto chat show. Fine, 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 Uh-oh. fine. Okay, Uh-oh. fine. Whatever. Leave it alone. Uh, anyway, it was pretty cool, though, the way he was kind of looking at him. And then Negan was laughing again, and he was kind of mimicking Rick at this point. He goes, I'm going to kill you. Negan says, he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, keep acting tough. Go ahead. I, mean, I'm, I, I love it. I, I'm smiling now ear to ear myself. I'm like, this is, he's actually mimicking Rick. He's actually intimid- you know, uh, imitating him. Uh, he then tells Rick that his uh, best bet is to grab the axe from the table and s- just whack him in the back of the head now. Rick hesitates at first, but then he quickly mm-hmm. jumps up. He grabbed, grabs the axe and goes for Negan, but Negan just jumps right up, and he's got a rifle, like a, you know, like a machine gun, basically, or a little you know, uh, military-style rifle pointed right at Rick's gut, basically. He was just, boom, he was right there. So Rick backs down, knowing if he lunges, he's going to be shot. And Negan uh, whacks Rick kind of in the stomach with the butt of the rifle. So Rick goes down again. Uh, Negan takes the axe again and jams it back into the wooden table. Kaboom. Uh, he then returns to the driver's seat. 
and tells well, they you, play with you with yeah. the, with that because they make you think he he slams it down, he slams yeah. the axe down, and you hatch it down, and you don't know where he slammed it at first. So you thought and maybe hit him in the you, head or something, or hit him somewhere else? Like I thought they cut his hand. hand. His hand, definitely for the first ten minutes of this whole episode yeah. is all about teasing the right hand because he's saying right hand, he's grabbing it by the hand, right hand, he's slamming down the the hatchet. They uh, troll you a lot. They troll oh, you yeah. as much as Negan trolls the the whole group. They tro- they're trolling the audience as well because they keep playing with that. Like, did he do it? Did he take the hand? Did he kill this person? It even felt like the sound effect of him slamming the hatchet into the RV floor was like manipulated a bit, just to sound as if it could have yes. been a lift. Could have been go through like, flesh it, or something, it, it, right? It, yeah. It, Totally. I mean, and, and then don't, it's like a troll within a troll because mm-hmm. they're trolling us still on who Negan killed by showing it all in flashback. You don't right. even know yet. We still don't even know. Right. right. So it's like a, it's like, it's like yeah. a troll inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Negan's in the driver's seat. He tells Rick to you know, just contemplate what could have happened, what has happened and what could still happen. He's trying to make Rick think about the situation now. Um, we go on a, a little. Prof- professor Negan's professor- now. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. Right. laughs> We're driving along. Negan is laughing, getting a big kick out of running down some walkers in the road, which I think is so funny. This guy is so likable. I mean, he's like, he's so much more likable than the governor, and I like the governor, but this guy is like, he's laughing as he's mowing down walkers. That's something I would do. Like, I'd be driving an RV, <laughs> I'd be hysterically laughing as I'm running down these walkers. Oh. The walk, the walk, he needs more lovable goofballs. That's what I've been Whoa. saying. <laughs> uh, uh, they smash against the windshield, and then Negan leans back and asks Rick, hey, does it remind you of anyone you know? Like, you know, obviously the head yeah. just got smashed open um rick is now experiencing we see his face you get a real tight shot of rick's face one of many that are in this episode oh and we God, see so many close-ups in this episode you see his beautiful blue eyes man throughout this thing and you see we see these quick black and white flashbacks of all of his companions and one by one starting with rosita and then there was a flashback on glenn and then finally the rv stops and negan again has another little quick conversation with rick telling him that look man you now belong to me this axe is mine your followers are now mine. And then Negan opens the door. He dispatches a couple of walkers that come towards him as he opens the door with, with I think, one with the bat. And I don't know, some, he hits another he one kick, somehow. He kicks one. Did he kick one? Okay. He kicks the first one. Then he, like, bats the second one. <laughs> yeah. He tosses the axe on the roof of the RV, kind of just flips it up and around on the roof, and tells Rick to go get my axe and bring it back to me. And then, again, Negan literally grabs Rick. I mean, just tosses him out of the RV, just manhandling this guy oh, yeah. <laughs> into a very foggy or smoky area, which I guess we'll find out what that is in just a minute. Um, I thought it was a cool effect, though, because you see walkers coming at Rick in all these different crazy angles, like from the smoke yes. and from the fog. Yeah, like it's, the, far, it's like the mist movie and the, the fog. Yeah. And, yeah. And, as far as, like, walker-related action set pieces, this is a solid location for one, Dev. You're having the kind of the mystery... Of, w- of what's in the mist, essentially, where there's walkers all over, but you don't know where they're coming from. There's, you know, a good amount of... It's separating that from the episode, that's a good uh, that's a good way to generate tension. Again, John, John Carpenter's The Fog didn't have this much fog in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it turns out it was smoke, right? Even then, it was a lot yeah, of but, smoke. Yeah, right, yeah. But, 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 oh, yeah. But Frank Darabont's The Mist did, so they stole this from him. Oh, great. I kept expecting, like, Duran Duran to be off in the distance or something. <laughs> <laughs> fog. They were so, the original composers before Barry McCreary stepped. <laughs> that, would been, that would have been very interesting. So as Rick is fighting for his life, he doesn't have a weapon. He's pushing off these walkers as he can. He's seeing, we see more flashbacks of his companions, really all of them at this point, kind of just playing in a very fast way, just little quick flashbacks of all of his friends. 
and he I fin- was trying I was yeah. trying to watch the kind of the because they're doing like flash frame you know shots of each character mm-hmm. like in kind of giving like a, a visual history and very you know a truncated amount of time and i was trying i was i was looking forward to the, like when you get to like aaron or like characters that are there for like you know a season and a half or so <laughs> so, so it's like let's see all this history we're about to see what these characters <laughs> but even though it's like carl and stuff they only they didn't show very far back like, they didn't show like first season carl they got it, right, it was more recent was, memories yeah i wasn't watching it in slow motion because i don't care that much but i mean i, I was trying I was trying to get a get a sense of what they're going for it's like no they pretty much just showed recent images of everybody that hair though oh yeah that carl <laughs> And Carl Harris getting out of control, man. I wouldn't have minded if Negan Forsman had cut that off. So we finally, Rick makes it to the roof of the RV where the where the axe is finally, and he climbs up the ladder. We can see that the smoke is actually coming from that fiery log barrier that was set by Simon and the rest of the saviors. We saw previous episodes, so that, and we see that uh, one man that they hung off the bridge is still hanging there too. So we know where they are now. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it's it's more. I think it's more fog. I mean, there's maybe smoke there, but it is like yeah. day. It's daybreak, so right. I mean, it's just okay. So it's fog. a fog and smoke combo. Is that what it is? If it okay. was, if it was smoke, he'd you know he'd suffocate to death. Like he wouldn't be able to live in that. Because I thought the fire like drew a good deal of walkers. That was the whole idea. Like that was to corral a bunch of walkers. Well, over that's there. certainly why. That's certainly why they're all there. But yeah. smoke's not. I mean, that wasn't smoke's black. I mean, that wasn't smoke. It's, it's oh. a lot of fog. Okay, yeah, it was still a cool effect. I mean, it was, it was still very cool. Seeing it that. is, yeah, 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 and it makes good use of the because we since because I think we talked about this on the season finale when they like hung the guy over the bridge and everything, and his 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 head didn't just snap off. It's like, oh, this guy actually came back. Good for yeah. They, who, they, who was they, that guy? Was he one of the hilltop people? Like, who was that guy? It was as we were, it was like a random guy that Negan just like or Negan, well, Negan's gang, I guess Simon, right? Right. Um, they. It, we, it was at the beginning of that ep- of the season finale episode where they took a guy and they like drew a. That's how does he have the marker from that too? Is that where the marker came from? Actually, is, is that, that where the marker's from? I mean, because so. they, they painted an X or whatever on his chest, and then they yeah they did, and then they like shot him right, and then they and then later on they threw him over the bridge. Anyway, I'm, I'm flashing back to this to us, us talking about this. I, I, you're right. I just don't remember. Well, was he of any significance? That, that guy that was hung there. I don't know if no, that it was, was just like a, it was just a random innocent guy that they like gotcha. taunted. That they taunt. I mean, it probably most likely was like a random hilltop guy or something. Like, right. Like, I mean, where else, where else is he coming from? Because it's not like it's not one of their own guys. But like, it, it was like a random person that like they brought out when when um Abraham and the rest of the gang were driving in the RV and they 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 stopped him the first time and so they brought out a guy. They like randomly shot him and then later on. Oh they, yeah, and then they threw him off the bridge later on. That's true. Okay. Later on, yeah. yeah. Okay. To show they mean business, right? Look at this. We're gonna kill somebody. Okay. Exactly. And now that guy came out and saved Rick's life. By yeah, just he did. Around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just had to die. So I don't know. There's just no real consistency to his cruelty or to that group. The, you know, the whole group that follows him. It's just brutality after brutality, and it. I just love that Negan is having fun through the whole thing, and it, it, it. What his actions don't make sense at the same time they make complete sense. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I like that he's human. He's laughing. He's actually enjoying his work. <laughs> well, and just the inconsistency. I mean, you know, beat the hell out of out of Abe, uh, beat the hell out of out of uh, out of Glenn, uh, break Rick down. But Carl's arm—that's where he draws the line. Well, I mean, we'll get to this as we go on and on and on. But I, I do think there's, regardless of my issues with the episode, I do what Negan's doing. I understand it. I know where I know what he's doing with it. But we'll, we'll get there, I guess, as we. 
finally get to these things. So Rick finally collapses on the roof of the RV. He, he gets up there. He's relatively safe for the moment. And I think the weight of what just happened is finally hitting him. I mean, he's really just crushed at this point. You can see he's almost in physical pain. And he, he's, he's, he actually just lays down on the top of the roof. Yeah. looking at the sky and we hear Negan talking from inside the RV taunting Rick even more saying uh, talking about Sunday dinner and growing old he goes that's not going to happen he goes and, and again he reminds him to Rick think about what happened he's he's working a number on Rick that's for sure we cut to commercial we see Rick on the roof again back where we ended up Look, yeah. just to keep this in mind all of us who are watching the walking dead with bated breath to hear who you know who 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 shot Mr. Burns? Who shot Jr.? We're still who waiting. Killed, who, got, who got killed? It's now twenty minutes into the episode and two commercial breaks. One third of the episode gone, <laughs> and they still have not told us. <laughs> we see Rick on the roof again, back at the commercial. He's now flashing back to what just happened. So here we go. Finally, he's replaying in his mind what just happened, and, we, and, and this is what we're all waited all summer to see. Uh, is and from his perspective now, finally, we see his gang kneeling in front of Negan. Uh, and we see the eeny, meeny, miny, mo routine. But again, this is from Rick's perspective now, finally. So we don't see it like from that crazy camera angle, like you guys said. Like it's more from Rick's point of view. And he ends up saying, and you are it. And he lands on Abraham. And before Abraham meets his fate, he kind of gives Sasha this little hand signal. I don't know if you guys caught that. The little peace signal yeah. or like deuces, yeah. like he was fingering two fingers there. And then finally, Whack. And Abraham takes it pretty good, and he kneels back up. Yeah. And he says, this is his last great one-liner, last great Abrahamism, is oh, suck yeah. my nuts. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Negan whacks again, 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 and again. Yes. And then there's just wet chunks of flesh on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bone and skull. So very subtle yeah. kill. Yeah, I, I think we all narrowed it down. Like we, there's we, a lot of nuance in that. Kill. I love the nuances of this. Tons. There's, there's a lot there. Very subtle though. Yeah, yeah, subtle. So I mean, um, okay, it's Abraham, right? We waited all summer, right. and and it's Abraham. Okay, I mean, Told I mean you. yeah, a lot of us kind of narrowed it down. I know I narrowed it down to either Abraham or Eugene. That was I can it go was back. An and, easy kill. It right. was an easy one to do. Yeah. And he even said, like, I was watching The Talking Dead afterwards, that he's like, look, man, I was on borrowed time. That arrow should have been for me, the one that took out uh, Denise. The, Denise, exactly. Denise. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. like, if we follow the comic book, he well, goes, I was on borrowed time anyway. That's what the actor was saying, Cudlitz. Mm-hmm. So, My um, top three of who it would be was um, Glenn, Abe, and Maggie. So Maggie, okay. I, was, I was two out of three. Now, speaking of that, there was some leaked footage. I don't know if you guys caught it. I don't mind I watching Maggie spoilers. The conversation. The show was going to kill her for some pregnant woman. Like, yeah, uh, I don't well, think, yeah, I didn't think Maggie was in any danger. No, but I did you guys see? Did you any of you watch that leaked footage the day before, like on Saturday? No. You didn't? Okay. Watch uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't care. No, I don't watch. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what happened. I have Google on my phone, right? So I hit Google and it says "spoiler YouTube," and I hit, I hit it right there. I don't care. And uh-huh. you see this like stolen footage of Negan whacking Maggie over the head. And she like coughs or something like that, and he finishes her off. Now this was like, I guess what they do is they shot everybody getting hit in the head with with Lucille. Uh, okay, they show in the episode. I mean, they show all the right. Yeah, you see it but in these foggy flashback things. They let that leaked footage 
sit on the net for a day. Like they didn't take it down. AMC didn't rush and then take it down right, right. away. They let yeah. that sit up there. So people that are even looking for spoilers say, oh, it's Maggie. She's, she's a goner. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't her. <laughs> so again, we're, we're even trolled by the leaked footage. It's even not even not even that could be, uh, you know. Well, is, I, I mean, <laughs> to, to, like I have some mixed thoughts on AMC's handling of all of this that we'll get to. <laughs> but I mean, it's to, to their credit, it may, I mean, they did their job as far as preserving a secret by shooting all the footage of every single person getting True. killed. That's mm-hmm. the best possible way they could have gone as far as right. preserve, you know, preserving something in a world where things get out, things get leaked, and everyone's more than happy to share stuff thousands of times. So, I mean, it it plays to their advantage to let things like that go. Sometimes. Yeah, so they, they saw it. Let's let it stay up there. It's okay. Well, it's not the right one anyway, so let's just let it let it permeate for a day. Well, when Negan's done with Abraham, he's laughing. He slings Lucille around, and blood splatters all over Rick's right side of his face. He's Negan again, is laughing, enjoying the whole ordeal. He says, look at my dirty girl. He then shoves the bat right under the nose of Rosita, telling her to look at it. And she's repulsed. She won't look up. And Negan, again, is being very perceptive somehow. He seems to know, like, okay, Carl and, and, and Rick are, are father and son. And he kind of picks up that, oh, you and Abraham. Okay, you and this guy, uh, who he calls now Red. He's calling Abraham Red that uh, they were an item at one point. Negan taunts Rosita to look up at the bloody bat again when Daryl just leaps up and punches Negan across the face. The saviors, including Dwight, they just get him down to the ground real quick. They, you know, Dwight brings that crossbow right over, puts it right to his face, um, and gets him under control quickly. Dwight asks if he should kill Daryl right there. Negan says, no, no, not until you try a little, and then puts Daryl back in line. <laughs> now, once again, we get Daryl, who's he's invulnerable because he's both killed a tank and punched an Egan. And, and he's right shot. Like, he's actually mm-hmm. shot and wounded right now. He just jumps up, loses the blanket, and goes right for Negan. Yes. Okay. Well, Negan is none too pleased about, about this. He reminds the group that the first outburst, Glenn's outburst, was free. That he's a man of his word. And to prove it, he says, let's get back to it. He spins around. And whacks Glenn twice over the head. First impressions are important. And, yeah. So, uh, uh, did you guys know at that moment? Because they framed it really funny. Like, you saw Glenn just sitting there in the background, right? Did you think it was going to happen there? Like, did you... I didn't think they would do it. I didn't think they would stick to... to The comic, right. Yeah, the comic and do it. Since we all expect it to happen, I didn't think they were going to do it. And they already gave us Abraham. And they already did the the dumpster fake out, right? So, you figured, no, 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 it's fine. It's, It's... but there it is, and then we see Glenn pop up, just like in the comic book. They couldn't have framed it any better. His uh-huh. skull is caved in. His left eyeball is popped out of the socket. Oh, I love that eyeball, man. That was Nick awesome. did a great job. Oh, man. Yeah. And great his, eyeball. His last words were, Maggie, I will, I will find you. He's trying to get to put the words together. Mm-hmm. In the most like disturbing like voice possible. Totally. <laughs> like that's, like, totally. That was so disturbing. <laughs> I'm back. I, 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 I. <laughs> that's, that was pretty good, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I had to rewind it to listen to it again and again because I was like, what is he saying? Maggie. I was reading a post by a neurosurgeon on Reddit today. And was talking Dr. about that, that frontal lobe, <laughs> yeah, the, the the whole with the frontal lobe, and that most likely he was trying to say "I love you" to Maggie, but that would that he, he couldn't translate that. His brain was just too far gone on the frontal lobe. Wow. I don't know detail, bro. Yeah. So 
Negan's even laughing at at Glenn. He goes, "Man, you." He goes, "You look gross. You, you I, I crushed yeah. your skull. You're, you're, oh. you're." I mean, again, this is direct, really directly well, from the comic out book. Of your head. <laughs> yeah, this is ripped right from the pages. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he then finishes the job, and with each blow, we see they pan to the the you know Rick's group. You see like every whack, you see a different face. You know, and they nice shot though. Yeah, nice. you see the re- the reactions of Rick's group, and uh, I mean, Daryl's like great either. I mean, he his face. Well, it's and, his fault. It, like he's going to blame himself for this. He has to. It's his fault. If he didn't jump and punch him, he wouldn't have punched another person. Yep. And they asked that question on the Talking Dead too. They asked this because he was there, and they asked. Yeah, I heard he, that. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, it's absolutely." He goes, "He goes, he goes." Daryl's really messed up about this. So it's like he's already spoiling his emotional state in the future. <laughs> but I guess it's not that big of a spoiler. Well, it's the perfect. If you're going to have Negan destroy these people. You, you have to have it where he would know that these guys, these alpha males, most of them would want to die anyway. They, you know, they would die for other people. You got to get them the other way. You got to, you got to, when they do something, you have to respond by hurting or killing someone else. Like but the two main alpha males on the show are basically bulletproof because they're Rick and Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, that but, too. I mean, uh, from realistically. Ne- from Negan's perspective, who's not aware yeah. of the massive female fan base that Daryl exactly. has, he sees Abraham and he's like, this is the biggest hulking guy among the Bricks group. I'm right. going to take him out. Like, there's a logic to why he takes Abraham out. Of like, course. It makes yeah, I mean, that's, the like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo was just crap. I mean, he. Yeah, that's it, just prolonged. Yeah, that's probably suspense because he's a yeah. showman. Negan's right. a showman. I mean, mm. right. Taking well, on Glenn, that's you know obviously that's like all right. I got to please the thing. crowd. Gotta please. Well, Glenn was the, uh, the you did you, he jumped up and that was like that's to punish Daryl now, like to, to let you know if any of you do that, this, this is what what will happen next time. I'll, I'll kill the kid. Next right. time I'll kill the you know I'll kill one of the women. Like that. That's a that's a smart way to do it if you want to stop people from from you know rebelling against you. Sadly, as a as a viewer. It takes it just completely craps all over Abraham's death. I mean, because you don't care that much about Abraham anymore because now you're no. focused on Glenn. But see, that's uh, that's the problem no, I had. So yeah. But I wouldn't anyway because he just isn't the he he. I always he had a red shirt on him, kind of. Kind of uh, the last two episodes. He's of been last around season. for like uh, two seasons, though, hasn't he? Well, they yeah, focused it's, it's, on him. They yeah. did it. when they when they focus on a character. That's when you start to kind of feel like they're not going to. That's it for them. So he had his little story. He wore his little army uniform. He fell in love with Sasha. That was his little arc, right? So right. he had his, his yeah. Kind of... Oh yeah, he outlived his narrative usefulness. I mean, there's no, like they had they'd have to create new drama for him to be a part of something because there's no other arc for him to explore beyond where his new relationship goes. I guess, but who cares right. about that? Like, and he ain't Daryl or Rick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Well, then you get I, to Glenn. And by the way, if you look at Glenn's like week, if you look at Walking Dead time, I mean, the dumpster thing only happened like like, like a week and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> as right. far as the time span of this yeah. thing goes. Right. Like, he's had a horrible time <laughs> leading up to his, his last breath in all of this. I just think that they could have spaced this out. I think a lot of fans feel the same way. We'll get to this when we read the Busters, but they could have maybe done Abraham at the end of season six, right? We could have all seen that. And then end the episode somewhere right around there and then continue okay. right now with this and then if Glenn dies at the beginning of season well, seven, that would be a major shocker. Think, it's like I we got Glenn our death already. Yeah. That would have been a that would have been a that would have been a great I, way to I, go. I, I yeah, I totally agree with that. And here here's the thing is 
as much as I love this episode, as far as Negan, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal. I, I, you know, there's so many things, but here, here's the, I feel like they spent more of the purpose. There were two things they wanted out of this episode and the deaths were not it. They wanted us to see him break Rick yep. and they, and then jerk with our emotions. It, and that's simply what it was by, by doing the cliffhanger. That was one thing, but then to sit here and jerk us around for 20 minutes with all of this, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they were trying to have all these little nuances through the fog and everything else to try to get us, you know, make it compelling. <laughs> but to me, all it was doing was going, pissing me off. And then they kill Abraham. Okay, great. That's that, you know, and that was one of my picks. That's what I figured. And then they turn around, like Aaron said, piss on his death and make him nothing more than a red herring to jerk the audience around uh, even more and then turn and do what they actually were going to do from the comics. I don't know. It, to I, me, it just it, it 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 both was very satisfying and fury, frustrating and, and, and just ah. I don't know. Yeah, my, I felt the same uh, way. Yeah, there's the, the irritation I have with this episode overall that goes a little deeper than just like the how things are put out there. I think there's a way to make this episode work given what we see in it. As far as oh, I agree. I two saw episodes. It today. Yeah, well, I mean, the, yeah, there's a way to kind of structure this differently and just you know write it better. As I generally say with the Walking Dead. If you go on with, YouTube, there's a 20 minute edit together someone did this morning. Uh, I, I found it on Reddit, and they just took and put chronological from the end of uh, season six and everything else, and cut out all the bullshit. It took only twenty minutes, and it was very compelling, and it was just the same footage. And that's part of my problem. Like the what we're being told can really be condensed into about twenty minutes, like you're saying, and then you can kind of carry on. But the yeah. what the what AMC has done, or what the you know the showrunners have done, or whoever else is involved in the decision making of how to make this into a event is. You know, instead of building up anticipation for a new season of The Walking Dead because you're excited to see a new season of The Walking Dead, it made it so you're excited to see who gets to be brutally maimed by, you know, a new villain. And I don't know if that's the show I signed on for, guys. I mean, I, I have no problem with violence in this series. I mean, that's what the series is based on. Let's recall that the first scene of this series is Rick shooting a girl in the face because she's a zombie. It's like That's true, I, yeah. I, yeah it's, and, you know, there's plenty of other things we can list as examples of how brutal this show can get. There's nothing wrong with right. the, the level of... flowers. Yes, there's... Yeah, the, the, the violence content is not my issue. It's more of, you know, we... I'm coming off of a disappointing finale because I didn't care for the cliffhanger. I, I didn't feel like that was a, necess a necessity to really speak to what the show needs to do here. It's like, I don't need a lack of finality for you to get me to come back. I'd rather just see an open and shut story or some kind of thing that resonates uh, with me as far as the themes or what it's trying to say or what have you. But instead, it did leave it open-ended. And AMC went all out to make sure that you see Negan's face with a giant baseball bat and assure you that don't worry, the show's coming back because we're going to brutally harm a character you most likely really enjoy. So get ready for that. You should definitely be excited because we're going to kill the hell out of somebody the second we turn this episode on. Now, despite the fact that it doesn't do it the second the episode turns back on. <laughs> I mean, and, and also add to it, like, it, I'm, I did like, I, I kind of, there is a, that feeling that you, the visceral reaction that I do like the killing that they've done in a, in a way but there is a part of me that goes, you like there was no advertisement about how they will explore 
civilization after the change is made, uh, how the characters will deal with the aftermath. All we got since the last episode was who are we going to kill? Who are we going to kill? And that's been the basis. And it, and it came, it, when you constantly do that, like they have for this whole summer, it does come off very cheap to me. It, it's done that. It's only yeah. just, it's, you know, it's only just recently started to emphasize, oh yeah, by the way, the kingdom's going to be here. That's a thing. Right. Like, we'll, we'll, by the yeah. way, we'll, yeah. we'll see what that at some point. Right. But, but if, you, if you don't read the comics, that's meaningless. You, know, yeah, exactly. you have no idea exactly. what that means at all. And, you know, and, and, you know, also speaking to your point, Aaron, the reason we watch the show isn't to watch torture porn, you know, I mean, or, or to watch like, you know, massive amounts of violence being done. If these characters didn't have any development or any depth to them or we didn't have any past with them or, or feeling for them, it, it wouldn't matter. They could just kill random people on the show and it would go, you know. It, like and, Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, like Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the reason well, the, 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 reason the death too. has impact is yeah. because Glenn has been around since the first season. You know right. what I mean? We've, we've it's been the first episode. For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been around with him for seven seasons or whatever. There's only and, three originals left now. And, you know, the reason Abraham, you know, the same same reason. He was around for two seasons and we got to know the character. I mean, if you're, like you say, you know, people, all they talked about is who's going to die, who's going to die, who's going to die. And they pay it off in the most, like, gory, brain-pulping way possible. I mean, I, I, I always, I love horror movies, but I have a problem with like movies kind of like, uh, um, like hostile, like port torture porn, you know, it's yeah, like right. kind of that, that line for me. And the, the way they kind of like, just kind of glorified the, the, the gore and, and the brains of everything. It was supposed, what's supposed to be a very impactful, you know, no, you know, pardon the pun, impactful moment <laughs> right. of, of this character that we're losing after, you know, seven seasons, you know, it kind of, it kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of cheaping in it, cheaping out for me in the ways that you guys are talking about. Plus by lingering on, I mean, these long lingering shots on these special effects, it's just kind of like, Ooh, look at the gore from Glenn. It's not like, dude, we just lost somebody. And I realize the next two or three episodes are going to be all about them dealing with this, you know? Now I, I, I see what you're saying, Jim, but certainly there's, you know, that's not necessarily my problem. I get what you're getting at, and it's, you know, it's not necessarily I need. I I don't I don't have too much of a problem with the, the lingering on the gore or whatnot. It's just make it a make it more about something, and the, the, right. there's no there's no shock here. Exactly, like, it, it's because we know we thing. know we know regardless of who dies, there's we knew someone was gonna die. So it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. But the you mentioned hostile. What I like about what I like about it, if you want to talk about nuance, what I like about the hostile movies, <laughs> uh, let's talk about nuance. Well, compared to compared to their imitators, which just do rely on the gore effects, there's a there's a there's a heavy layer of social commentary in these hostile in the hostile films, and yeah. that's what I really they're not ones that I revisit all that often. But what Eli Roth, the director of those films, he's doing there there's there's a <clears throat> there's layering there. It goes with the you know kind of come and get your gore, but there's also a reason why it's happening, or there's there's, there's commentary yeah. there. Now that doesn't mean everyone needs to go see this because it has that. That's just the the flavoring of seeing all this crazy gore goes on top of an actual storyline. Here, the episode is stretched out to an entire length solely to focus on the death of this character, the death of these characters, and the breaking and, of Rick, and the breaking much. down of Rick. Right. And it is as, as effective as it is to see Andrew Lincoln being broken down because he's doing his best to make cry face to a point where it's slobbering silly. He's sweating it. so hard too, man. Yeah, his so hair is dripping wet. Ready. He's slobbering over the place. <sighs> sweating it's, so hard. It only uh, takes smash. it only. It only takes me so far if it's really if it does nothing but dwell on these actions. And this episode, I mean, you're talking about Chubjo, you're talking about like a, a Reddit cut of this episode that goes 20 minutes. 
that's really all I kind of would have needed to get across the idea of what's necessary here. Like I, I get it. Like I, I don't need to linger on it. I don't, I don't necessarily think that these characters needed also to like, you know, be lingered on by Negan as far as, you know, dragging Rick out on the RV adventure to further justify some point before bringing him back again. And we'll get to the the other scene of Carl. Uh, there's there's stuff that's effective there. The filmmaking's good. Like that's never been a problem with the show. It's just I think it's off base for having us have to wait and then anticipate it based on these actions. And that 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 was going to bother me from the start. Honestly, I, I was hoping right. that I could get past this, but knowing that the show ended on a cliffhanger and I was going to have to resolve that. I already knew it was like, all right, this show really needs to deliver if I'm going to be able to accept the fact that I'm watching this so I can find out the answer to a question that didn't need to be asked. Do you think that the fan reaction over the summer steered the plot of this episode a bit? Do you think they added that second kill? No. I think they did. I don't think think it was all pre-planned. I could totally Um, be wrong, but I think they did. Well, I, I, I don't know yeah. if it was on Talking Dead or some of the other stuff I watched today, clips of, of interviews, but um, Gimple talks about, like, it's been like a year and a half, two years in the planet. That was on Talking episode. Dead, and I didn't buy that. I didn't buy it one bit. He was lying through his teeth, it seemed like to me. Uh, That's yeah, what it felt like to either. me. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe it. Well, I can only I can only speculate on these right. things, but we did we have talked a lot about how to the we do talk about the ratings on this show as far as you know the viewership for Walking Dead and you know we we've explained how the the ratings have they they kind of they plateaued last season for the first time usually they go up which has been crazy but you know six seasons on it makes sense that eventually the ratings can't just keep going higher there's got to be a, a, a you know kind of a limit and while again all speculative I do think there's a version of this that could have ended with you knowing who Negan killed. And then you carry on, you know, starting from like the same place next season, but already getting past the kind of like who killed who kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think in an effort to make this into a, you know, a giant event, the kind of the structuring was changed. And so it turned it into a thing. And AMC was very successful. I mean, they built they managed to get we don't we don't know the ratings yet on this episode. I'm sure it's probably, you know, among the highest ever. Oh, yeah. But they I'm got, looking but they got now to see if we have anything. But they got yeah, everybody the talking and everything. About. Yeah, they got oh, everybody it, talking it, about this. it worked. I mean, I, and I knew it, it would works. work as well because we give into that. Like the, even people who were angry at what happened wanted we're, we're going to watch it, you know, still just to see what happened. Exactly. And, but so, but you know, the inverse is that it results in an episode that feels less substantial and more, you know, um, spectacle. Like mm-hmm. it, it feels entire. The episode's structured entirely around, you know, these massive deaths and horrible things that are happening, as opposed to giving me anything um, as far as the other characters go. I get to know who Negan is, but I think you know the first five minutes of Negan in the season finale gave me all that I need to know about Negan. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't need. To, I don't know what else I learned about him suddenly. Like. So as we were, you know, we're reeling from from Glenn's death. You even see this little twitch, like his body twitches as his head is yep. totally. I mean, that was just a little extra, little gore there. But Negan says that they're all a bunch of pussies, and that he's just getting started. And mm-hmm. when he's done with Glenn, he said that uh, Lucille is thirsty. She's a vampire bat. He was trying to make a joke. And now we cut to exactly. Which I laughed at that. Made me laugh. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like so goofy. It's like that's the dude funny is funny. Thing. He's yeah. He's, he's got you it. You gotta give it to him. He's funny. And I like because it it's like a flashback joke too. And he's like, "What? Oh, you didn't like my joke? Because that's what the episode starts with." That's what. That's the line that the episode started with, right? So we cut to exactly yeah. where it began. And he asks, "Yeah, if the joke was too bad or something." That's what he said. Uh, now we're back to Rick again. He's still collapsed on top of the RV. We can hear Negan still taunting him, telling him that look, people died, but it can 
end here, and he still wants his axe back. He goes, bring back my axe. So we go to another commercial now. Negan gets impatient and really starts to shoot through the, th- the roof of the RV. So Rick is forced to leap off the RV and hang on the body of the walker that's hanging by his neck off the bridge. Uh, when the neck starts to separate from the body, it looks like Rick is going to be Walker food. But then Negan pops out of the back of the RV with the, the window, kind of popped it open, and he just mm-hmm. mows down all the walkers that were around Rick with his, with his rifle so that Rick has a chance to get to his axe and get back to the door. This is where we now see Rick imagining each of his group getting whacked with Lucille. So this is where they use that footage where they shot everyone getting hit in the head with Lucille. He kind of imagines what will happen if he doesn't get this axe, get it back to Negan and, you know, get on with his day uh, one by one. It inspires that, him. Yeah. That, that felt like we need to use this footage we shot, so why not put it right, right. <laughs> Is that what it felt like to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're I, running about a minute and a half short. What do you think, Aaron? <laughs> you that we shot? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, we just have Rick thinking about it. <laughs> so, so it, I guess it inspired him to make it through the horde of walkers and get back inside the RV. That was the idea, anyway. Uh, Negan is playing some games with him, though. He locks the door for a minute from the inside, but then finally he does open it up and fires off a few more rounds into the walker group to help Rick out again. Uh, Rick then re-enters the RV. Negan simply holds out his hand, expecting the axe, and Rick puts the axe into the hand into into Negan's hand and Negan at this point is happy he's got this big grin on his face and he goes at a boy at a boy he smiles and he drives the axe back into the wooden table once again and they actually had to do a close-up on the axe you see it's covered in zombie guts and like hair and blood it's pretty nasty actually the RV humanized him like he, he, he totally dehumanizing him Rick you mean yeah 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 I mean he's he's breaking him Bit by bit. The RV then drives off. We, when it finally stops, where they go back to the beginning, Negan is continuing to taunt Rick, saying, you know, it must be tough on you. You, you, were, the, you were the leader. You were the king. Uh, you, were having, you had your nuts clipped one after the other right in front of your own boy, meaning the two, the two people that got killed in front of him. He says that Rick was in charge, but now that's over. He can still lead a nice life producing for Negan. Negan then goes around, and this, this is where I thought the hand was coming off. Negan finds some alcohol and, in one of the cabinets and wipes down the axe clean. And I thought because he was doing that, he was, was going to take Rick's. I, I thought right there it was going to happen. I, I mean, well, you, guys, you guys said in the beginning. The, I thought it was going to happen right here. Well, they keep teasing it all through the show. Right. I mean, right-hand right. man right. and all this. Other, and then with the alcohol, it's just like I kept, you know, they kept teasing that all through. Like, if I don't know. If you read the comics, you know what they were teasing. I don't want to spoil because we try to keep things separate here. But right. I mean, the, the, all through the show, they, they made references to them. Right. So I mean, around this around this point was that I just kind of stopped caring, guys. Honestly, as yeah. far as like what they were going to pull off is like, if you're going to do something, just do it, man. I mean, cause, <laughs> like I I I I know what this shows. I I I see the shows. Like I see the strings here, where it's like, I, okay. <laughs> I don't need to kind of guess ahead about who's going to die or what's going to happen or whatnot, but like you're play, you're throwing out too many clues at me at this point. So it's just like just get it over with if you're going to do it, but don't keep teasing me this way. So he then gives the axe back to Rick and says he's going to need it. You better take it. And Rick then grabs it quickly out of his hand. And we cut quickly to commercial, but 
there was an added surprise in between this commercial break. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron, I'm so glad you're on with us because Fear the Walking Dead may be on hiatus, but we have a piece of Fear the Walking Dead with us throughout the entire Walking Dead season. It's called Hashtag Passage, Fear the Walking Dead Passage, brought to you by Taco Bell. Ooh, Taco Bell. Yes, that's what it was. So... But this was a that was a border based season. So. <laughs> yeah. so, Aaron, would you be so kind to go over episode one of sixteen of Passage? What happened? Well, what, in so, case of people missed it, obviously. Oh, I, like, I did miss it. So please, obviously, this is epic. As, Flight four six two was you know had a great high concept zombies <laughs> on an airplane. Right. Here, the Walking Dead Passage. It really seemed more like a, a great brother. Um, you know piece of an episode to this episode because it, you know a lot of it took place in the fog right there's some fog action here a little bit yeah uh, uh, but so you have a, a character in a kind of a a um, a clean room suit like a, a hazmat suit type thing the biohazard um, suit or whatever biohazard yeah. suit yeah, yeah. Um, there's another like there's a female character somewhere on the ground trying to hide from things and this, the biohazard person um, they're like walking a ro- they're walking through like an area um, it's like an like an airport tarmac or something. I it was like, like an that. army like this, this, camp with tents or something like that. Some kind of military like a base or some yeah, kind of base, some kind right. of base. Tent some city. kind of like it was like a large lay of like asphalt with a bunch of stuff all over the place. Um, zombies are coming out. This person just starts stabbing. Sta- my in my notes it says suit slash stab. Uh, person, <laughs> person, so it's just stabbing the different walkers and stuff. And the other the the female is on the ground somewhere, just kind of like, oh my god, I'm hiding from like this craziness that's going on. Um, that's basically it. I think I don't think I'm missing any key details. There, no, you, like, you you summed up episode one of Passage, you, brought to you by Taco Bell of Fear the Walking Dead. So it's a good thing that that show lives on in various commercial breaks for the next eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you that didn't continue with us during you know Fear the Walking Dead, we had Flight 462. That was its uh, that 16 episode thing. That now we're doing it again. So this all, is which are all like, what, like a, minute, a minute long. They're a minute long, right. These 16 segments. And actually, I was looking on the web. The the episode's up. The next one's already up. Like, you can watch it early if you want to. So, so oh, the next one, yeah, if you want to get a head start, you can go to hashtag passage and you can. Uh, I'll be right back in two minutes. <laughs> 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 so back to uh, reality, back to the gravel uh, site there. Rick's group is still kneeling. Rick is then, again, physically thrown out of the RV, just tossed by his britches out of the let's, RV onto the ground. Let's, uh, let's assume this RV was apparently, must have been gone for, what, like two hours or something? So right. they just, everyone was just standing there and kneeling See, that's down. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, just, what the heck? Just let them all hang out there for <laughs> no, everybody waiting around. They were in nah, shock. Over. I mean, you know, they were looking at their dead well, comrades. Even, even, like, yeah. the, even the, surf, the saviors, they're just like hanging out there. Were they like whistling to each other or something for like that long? <laughs> they're like, he's at it again. Let's just wait. <laughs> So um, Negan then asks Rick if he knew what that trip was all about. Rick doesn't respond right away. Negan says, "You got to, you know, when I when I talk to you, you better respond." Rick says, "Okay, okay." And Negan says, "It was about the way that Rick was looking at him earlier." At Negan, he says he looked like Negan in a scrambled egg. That, that's what he said, and mm-hmm. he's still looking at him that way. Rick still has a defiant look in his eye. So Negan then says, "Okay, it's time for the grand prize game," and that's what Rick. And he goes, what Rick does next will determine how this day will go. Negan then says, I want guns pointed at the heads of all the of all the group. So all the henchmen come up and cock their guns and everything. So they, they're, they're pointed at the heads of the remaining uh, Rick uh, Rick's group. He then tells Carl to come on over to the middle. And he asks Carl, if he, uh, Negan does, if he's a southpaw, if he's a lefty. Carl <laughs> says, like, what? He's like, what? <laughs> southpaw? 
He goes, are you a lefty? He goes, no. Negan then takes his belt off and wraps it around Carl's left arm, kind of on the upper part of his arm. Negan then asks Simon if he has a pen. Of course, Simon does. Kind of a magic marker. Tosses it over. And then Negan draws a line across Carl's arm. Uh, Rick pleads with Negan not to do it. And Negan just laughs and says, I'm not going to do anything. He goes, you are. And gives the ultimatum that unless Rick cuts off his boy's arm, all in the group will die. The people back in Alexandria will also die. So Rick now is a complete slobbering mess. Oh, he, and I like how he's yeah. even taunting him even further. He's saying, I'm going to let that sink right in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you a second to process that. You yeah, need yeah. that. You need that. You need that. And like, then he's just constantly like saying he, he never lets him take a break. Like he's constantly just saying things to him, not yelling, but he's just like that, just constantly hitting him with with comments and, and, and things over and over again. And he says, do it like a salami cut or something. Do a 45 degree yeah, do a 45 degrees. Oh, yeah. Pull it over. Got a great doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he'll, be, he'll be all right. The kid will be fine. Maybe. Maybe. Would, yeah. So, it, did anyone think this was going to happen? Like, did anyone think that Carl's arm was going to be coming off? I did, kind of. I, I didn't. I, at first, I, I was not sure. going to do it. But then I, then I was like, well, maybe he won't be in it as much. And right, they can make him there. without the arm because it's easier to. Right. He's not in it as much as the main character would be. That's true. Yeah, and that'll be their way of saying, "See, you didn't think we were going to do it to, to Rick, but look what we did. We did it to Carl. We got you." So Rick, so please, one, one eye. Oh, we had one eye and a hook handle. He's one peg leg away from being in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Like I was thinking, like if they cut off Carl's arm, they got to get his leg at some point because that's just going to make right. him more epic. The funniest part about it for me, it kind of blew the whole tension for it. So when they had the close up on Chandler Riggs' face, he's like, "Do it, do it." He's telling his own dad to cut his own hand off. And it's yeah. supposed to be like this, like. Very tense and dramatic moment, but well, see, I, yeah, I see, there was think... not one part of me that thought this was going to happen on on, yeah. on this television show. It's, but it's like as gnarly as it's going to be, I'm not the, the show. The, there's never going to be this AMC show that makes Rick Grimes cut off his son's arm. Like that right. was I not mean, a it could it could have been though. I mean, they could have pushed it really so hard, what, right? They could have. Well, they... I mean, I'm telling you, I never thought it would happen, and it didn't. Huh. So I mean, well, what if go. they <laughs> cut yeah. his hand off, shot Maggie in the stomach, <laughs> cut off everybody's heads, and then ended that? <laughs> well, that's a well, show that I'd be like, well, where are they going to go from here? i got to watch it now because he just killed off all of their cast members. It'll be Negan something. and the Saviors. It'll be a whole new crew. That's it. Yeah. And, and no, Rick's no, not the, the show will just focus on uh, Carol and Morgan. Carol, that's yeah, right. they, but the, the about Carol and Morgan adventures. But I asked because it's like, I while I yes, I never thought that this was actually going to take place. I was res- I did like admire the kind of the tension that was built here because that this I did think was an effective moment of television where you have Negan do you know putting on this impossible task onto Rick, and if I'm gonna see Rick cry face for all the episode, this is at least the best part of that because right. he he really they they let him get he let they let him crush himself as far as like sn- full, you know he went full snot. Uh, which is always a sign of great cry acting when you go full snot. Full snot, like, yeah. I, direct, director's just like, go for it. And he's like, doing it. And he goes for it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just slobbering over his face. He doesn't know what to do. Negan gets impatient and starts counting at that point from three. Yeah. He goes, don't make me count. All right, you want me to count? I'm going to count. And then Rick is pleading, is again, saying, please, please, it could be me. And Negan continues to count. Rick then finally picks up the axe, I guess, at the count of one. And Carl whispers from the ground, you, you, you said it, 
Dad, it's okay. Just do it. Like, he was brave mm-hmm. at that point. I guess that we're trying to show that. Like, I understand why you have to do this. Otherwise, otherwise everyone's dead. So, do it. And well, just to as Carl's regu- credit, that, that seemed, inc- I mean, as silly as it is, like Jim, you said, it, it does, you know, just looking at the shot, it does seem kind of silly. Chandler Riggs, for as good as he can be, he's not that great at emoting. I mean, as much as yeah. I like, like, well, like There's something odd about that angle, too. Like, the angle they had him at when they like, shot that shot. Like, half of his face was yeah. on, the, on the ground, right? It was on the gravel yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Well, even she, Michonne was even at saying to do it a little bit. Like, she looked like she was going with it. Well, first she, she broke in. She's like, you, she was trying to plead to Negan, right? She was right. Trying to yeah, at first, and that wasn't working. Nope. Because <laughs> he, because he's not crazy. Because like that, that's the thing too. He's not, he's not a sick, crazy dude like the, the, uh, the governor who has a ego that you can stroke to to do what you want to do. That's not him. Like that's not his makeup. It's different he's not than a psychopath. That. He's a sociopath. Yeah, he's a sociopath. Yeah, right. More frightening. You're right about that, Michonne, and I, I did gloss over that because because there was a good line. Negan says, "Yes, I un- I think you understand, but Rick Rick over here still doesn't understand. <laughs> he's trying to, he All still right. sees that defiance in Rick, and we know that that's Rick. I mean, Rick is not going to give up no. very well, easily. What's the choice? Like he said, I will bash. You either cut his hand off or I bash his head in. Right, exactly. Bash everybody else's head in, and then I go yeah. to Alexandria and kill them, and then I don't kill you for a couple years. A couple to years. Let you know that sick yeah. in. Like, <laughs> so what is the choice? I mean. So Rick's now a complete mess. He's slobbering, um, and, and he says, you know, it can be me. He picks up the axe, and he's just about to swing it, and then Negan steps in and basically stops him. And Negan leans in towards Rick and says, now do you understand? You answer to me. You work for me. And Rick finally has to repeat his words. Mm-hmm. Yes, I work for you. I answer to you. Well, first he said, that's the look. Right. Well, no, it says at the end. He goes, once um, at the end, yeah, he says, and then Negan is happy. He points at Rick's face and says, yeah. now that's the face I was looking for. Yeah. 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 That's the look I was looking for. So, and Negan, God reached down from heaven to stop Abraham. <laughs> there was a little biblical reference there, right? And Abraham did get killed, right? So there we go. Yeah, <laughs> so Negan then stands up. He does his little, again, he's, he's preaching to the choir again, proclaiming that, okay, we got through this, folks. We... We did it all together. This was a productive day. And he orders he orders Dwight to load Daryl into the van. Yeah. He leans in close to Rick again and says that, Daryl, this guy's got guts, unlike some other people I know, meaning I guess Rick at this point, <laughs> and that he now belongs to him. Oh, yeah, he totally called him up, up pussy or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, he goes, unlike other people I know. Like, he was just, you know, dissing Rick. Uh, and then, again, this got me. Negan mimics Rick again, saying, yeah. not today, not tomorrow, not today, not tomorrow. He goes, if I hear that crap again, I'm going to send Daryl back in pieces <laughs> to you. <laughs> I thought that was so oh, great. Man. I mean, you don't mimic Rick. You don't do that and get away with it, but Negan well, does. you used to not do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. not today, not tomorrow. He's like, he's like, <laughs> you do it now, though. <laughs> so addressing the remaining group, he tells them that, you know, the, Negan says you need to accept the things have, that have now changed. And whatever they had going for them is now finished. On the way out, Negan leaves them a pickup truck to fill up with supplies to offer up to him in a week or so when he pays them a visit. And he simply says, until then... Ta ta, and he drops the axe on the ground and just strolls off the scene. Mm-hmm. All the saviors depart and leave the group devastated on the ground. And really, they're devastated. There's like no dialogue. They're just sitting there. Yeah, they're just crying. They just—I mean, it's a mess. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's completely silent. It was actually pretty effective. 
Did yeah. you notice, though, as the saviors are walking away, one of them took a Polaroid of Glenn's remains? Did you guys catch that? I didn't no. know. That. Check no. it out again. Yeah. I, I caught it on the second rewatch. Because remember, we saw the Polaroids, well, from the dead people in that compound. But you saw a guy lean over, took a picture, and he's like shaking the Polaroid, you know, to get it developed faster. When he comes out, it was pretty funny, actually. Well, at least it wasn't, uh, you didn't take it with a cell phone. No, no, no. <laughs> you need power for no, that, right? It, it's still 2011 or something then. The cell phones aren't that good yet with the cameras. Yeah, oh, like, like one megapixel. They didn't have enough. That's then, the right? reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be it. So after that really quiet moment that they had, just silence, finally Maggie drags herself up and starts to walk away. Rick tries to help her, but she's insistent that she walk alone and that Rick needs to get everyone ready to fight back at Alexandria. And Rick's like, fight? He goes, fight. <laughs> they have an army. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> fight. Fight what? He goes, they'll kill all of us. Sasha then gets up and takes Maggie and promises to get her to the hilltop. So finally she takes some help. But Maggie's... I need her not to be tough now, though. <laughs> Sasha? Yeah, I yeah. need her not to be tough after they all left. <laughs> Maggie then says that they're taking Glenn's remains with them. Sasha then kneels close to Rosita and says, you know, I'm going to take Eugene. We're going to take him as well. Just like getting her okay, like trying to take his body or something. I don't know. They were trying to close that well, loop, says, I guess. She also, Sasha says, I'll protect her. I was like, no, no, you won't. <laughs> if Negan comes back, you nobody's protecting anybody. Yeah, like, the, the hilltop, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You, you you hope you you just going with her. You you hope you don't run into him again. So it's a very stylistic you know kind of moment here. It's really slow motion. They 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 get gather the bodies. They start heading back to the the trucks, and we can hear Negan's voice echoing just off. Just in, he's not even anywhere near there. Just echoing, talking about that Sunday dinner again. And we see mm-hmm. that imagined sunday dinner happening outside alexandria where you see you know glenn there with his newborn baby and mm-hmm. uh, we well, not newborn i guess just a, a toddler i guess and yeah and, and, and abraham is there laughing and it's like the whole family together and it's a nice right. scene everyone's out there together right um tyrese is there was he there no, no, that's I saw Tara. I mean, she was there. Yeah, <laughs> Tyrese. T Bone was there. T Dog. T Dog was there. T Dog. Oh man, Lori was there. Lori was there. Ghost Lori or Lori? Yeah. Shane with hair was there. The phone was there. Herschel's leg was there. Herschel's leg. Not Herschel. Just the leg. Just the leg. Dale was playing a piano in the background. Oh, Abraham Lincoln walked in, yeah. high fiving John Wilkes Booth. They're like the oh, little yeah. girl looking at flowers. <laughs> Andrea and her sister were there. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man, that'd be pretty right. funny. The, the Vatos were all singing choir in the background. Sookie was there. What, what would the governor be doing? Governor shaved his beard off in front of all of them. Said, like, "Hey, look, I look normal." <laughs> he had a head in a jar. He was holding. It. Yeah, watch some TV. Good old Philip. Head was. Ed was smiling, winking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, again... It, now that it, we've gotten rid of as many listeners as possible. Yes. <laughs> again, this was just an... Imag- this is Rick's imagination that this, yeah. will never, this will never happen now because the, the group is definitely broken in a lot of ways. Uh, the same. Not the same. So Rick gets in the RV and drives back. We see, again, a close-up. The episode ends with a close-up of Rick's eyes. And you can see that he's really... He's tore up, I guess. So that is the season opener. I thought it was going to be an hour and a half, actually, but it wasn't. It was just an hour episode. I so too, yeah. yeah. 
I was very happy that it was just an hour episode. I don't know if I could call <laughs> what <laughs> else would you do. Well, it only needed 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but by God, let's make sure we have a 90-minute Talking Dead afterwards. I know. And listen, <laughs> you could tell. a good passage. Oh, the pa- passage was in there. But that Talking Hashtag Dead, passage. they took all the stops out. They actually flew Andrew Lincoln. He never goes on that show, ever. And they flew him out because they knew they, they screwed up with that that season finale. Oh. Like they were trying to make up a lot of a lot of sins there with that one. They oh, got Chris him. Hartman was in it in the rain. He was uh, talking. Yeah, in the ra- yeah they were all in the rain. Exactly. It was yeah. It was yeah, pretty it's crazy. All, it's very, it's very he told them to curse. He said f that. You curse after what has happened to the show. He said you <laughs> do this. He said I'll just get in trouble. I don't care. That's, that's it's right. It's very uh, it's very stormy in Southern yeah. California right now. So yes, it was very and because they're at the the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, right. which I'm sure that's why I drew. He's like he's like I'm always on Twitter and I'm always seeing these great events going on at the cemetery. So I figured I'd play, like I, I figured that. Was but he despite you know Andrew hates going to those things. He hates going to L.A. or hates doing those type of events. He just does it when he's forced to. I think they they forced him to on this one. He's probably contracted to like all, he has like an obligation to do like at least one or two the big year. ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they made him do it. So before we get to our first Buster ratings for season seven. Can we have a quick word from our sponsor? Jim, would you do the honors talking about our lovely sponsor that keeps us on the podcast airwaves every week? DCBService.com is where you want to go if you're looking for discount comic books, graphic novels, any kind of pop culture toys or items. Uh, it was my birthday recently, and I now have a collection of Funko Pops, so I'm Happy looking birthday. into those as well. Happy birthday Thanks to so Jim much. Beats. Thanks so much. But now I'm looking at Funko Pops, and now I have another money sink. So um, all DC and Marvel hardcovers and – that's okay. Uh, All DC DC and Marvel hardcovers are 50% off. That includes the new uh, collected editions that are coming out, the new Omnibuy, uh, and the DC Universe Rebirth. The trades are starting to come out for that. So you can get them at 50% off. That's even cheaper than Amazon or some other sites. Um, not only comic books, as I said, if you're into The Walking Dead and you want to get the action figures or you want to you know, get a Michonne t-shirt or you want to uh, you know, get the compendiums and catch up on the comics, you can do all those things at Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Uh, they have great customer service, great prices, and uh, I don't know, I can't recommend them enough, dcbservice.com. Great, and they are an awesome sponsor to keep us going. Thank you for doing that, Jim. So let's talk about our Buster ratings, uh, starting with you, Chubb. Well, this one was a very tough one to rate because, like I said, I really enjoyed Morgan's Negan. You know, I thought that he did a great job, and, you know, I – I have very little complaints when it comes to most people's performances in this episode, just the way they put it together. I didn't like, I didn't, there was just a lot of, of little things, little nuances that just drove me up the wall with, and, and again, a third of the episode goes by before they do the big reveal. We've waited six, seven months for, and I'm sorry. That was a bit to do to us watchers to us fans i mean you know it's one thing to do that cliffhanger the way they did it but i was like okay that's cool but then to have to go in and wait like we did i get what they were going for but to me it seemed like their goal was more to jerk us uh the audience around and, and mess with our emotions than it was to actually tell the story 
and 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 because of that I have to give it two and a half busters as far as a television episode, but if I were to individually rate certain performances in the episode, it would be much, much higher. Where can our listeners send hate mail to you? Where, where can that go? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, you, you got to take, if you just disconnect and look at it from a television critical eye of storytelling, they failed. They failed. Wow. Wow. Okay. So again, where can they send the hate tweets to? <laughs> I, just, I, feel, I feel they failed the story. They failed the story. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's it. Daryl, what was what what was your Buster rating? I I, I give it a, a a three out of five Buster ratings. I I I did enjoy it, but it I knew, but I did enjoy the torture porn because it that's basically what we got we got torture porn a whole episode of that like built up all the way from the last season finale like this is totally what it was it was all about you know all about the torturing and 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 you know like waiting to see who was going to die but i mean but the the character negan he pulled it off though i mean he is totally uh, in fact, he kind of he's even better. I think he's a better version of Negan than he ever was in the comics. So I mean, it, it, I did enjoy the episode. I mean, I have to if I can go by just that. I I enjoyed it tremendously. Okay, Aaron. I'm, you know, I'm at three out of five busters. Like it's it's the, it's in spite of itself as far as the show goes because I think there is a lot here as far as what I can get out of an episode of The Walking Dead. Now the you know, there's a there's a higher factor going into it because it's a it's a much anticipated season premiere and it you know it's going off of a very controversial season finale. Uh, and so you're you know you have you have all these things that are stacked along with it that make you know it it raises your anticipation of what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Now like you know I've I, I'm happy to, to 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 praise both the the good elements and criticize the bad elements. And yes, there are a lot of things that I found to be questionable as far as the choice, the structuring of the show, what it's trying to tell me. Um, is there any real purpose that I need to continue uh, sticking with this show for? And there are a lot of things that I still want to stick with the show for. But sir, as far as kind of a a general statement of what the show is, I think it's a little muddled these days because I, you know, I basically get it at this point. You know, it's a very nihilistic world, but Rick is going to hope, and everyone else is going to hope along with them in in with the possibility that things can rise up and we can get better. But for this episode in particular, I mean, it's, it's well acted. Um, it, the, the look of the show is always, you know, as always is, is solid. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan makes a tremendous impression. Um, even if he has to ham it up and he's the sole focus of this episode, as far as dealing out a, a, a variety of ways to break down the various characters, like that stuff is, is accomplished in a way that delivers on what a lot of people wanted. Um, and what I wanted might have been something a little more substantive, but what I got is just okay. Like, that's really what it comes down to. It's okay. It's kind of bland because there's only so many ways to go when you prolong an entire episode of about, you know, killing people um, as opposed to giving it more within it. So with all of that, I'm not quite as down as far as Chub Toad is saying two and a half, but, you know, three feels fitting to me. And that's where I stand on it. Very cool. Jim. I'm. I guess I'm gonna go three three point five. I I'm a big Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan, and I really liked his part in this. Um, 
uh, not to go over the same ground like everyone else did, but I had some of the same issues that you all did as well. Something that bothered me, they kept having cutaways to each person in the group, like it seemed like in each establishing shot, after each establishing shot, they had to show each person in the group individually, mm-hmm. and that was just like really visually jarring, and I just felt like, you know, they didn't have to really do that. We all know who's there, you know, especially, you know, when, like you said, when they use the footage of them all getting killed again. Um, uh, at the end of the episode, it just um, stuff like that kind of takes me out of the story when when I see it. It just is is kind of unnecessary. Um, Andrew, Andrew Lincoln Sweatland should get their own separate <laughs> Emmy because he just sweat so hard in this episode. Uh, but, but I really like Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it, and I think he is really like giving a soul to Negan that Negan didn't really have in the in the comics so much. And uh, I liked his performance, and on that alone, and the the decent zombie kill, pulling uh, you know the body off of a hung you know zombie while trying not to get killed by other zombies at the bottom, that was pretty sweet. Um, but I feel like the the cliffhanger nature and the gimmicky nature they they brought to like Glenn's death kind of cheapened the event for me. It kind of took away the impact it could have had. It, you know, even if they had done it at the end of last season, I still think you know. They could have killed Abraham then and Glenn now, or exactly. and it would have been you know out of the blue. You know, nobody would have expected them to kill two people. You know, or you know, and, and just to make it all about you know who's going to die, and then it kind of it kind of cheapened Stephen Yoon's you know performance you know as the character all the way through by ending it that way. I, I really you know I think it would have been more impactful just to focus on you know Glenn as a character that we've gotten to know over time, and that's what re- really you know makes the death impactful rather than. You know, oh, it's the season premiere. Let's see who's going to get it, you know. Especially after they jerked us back and forth with his maybe death last season. Yeah, I just, um, I thought it kind of took away the impact of, like, a major character's death, so. Yeah. But 3-5. I'll give it a, uh, I mean, I think the episode was a 3-5, but I think uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance elevated it to a 4 for me. I just fell in love with this character more. And more the way he was talking, the way you even when he wasn't talking, just eyeballing Rick and his his facial expressions, and he he just he's such a likable villain now. I mean, if this was the governor, if this was like David Morrissey doing this, it'd be like probably like you said a three point five or three point oh. But the way Morgan handled himself in in this episode elevated the whole thing to me. Even though we said the problems with the story and it didn't really go anywhere, and it was everything was expected and all that. Um, again, I'll say it again. I think we've said it a few times. They should have killed one character last season, stopped the episode, broke it up, and then we wouldn't have expected a second kill in this one. I remember, I mean, the most unexpected kills I can remember in this whole series was, I guess it was episode three when they were in the prison. Season, was it season three, episode three, whatever it was, when Laurie and T-Tog all got it. And we didn't expect that. Like, it was like out of the blue. Right. Like, you didn't think that those two main characters were going to go in season three, I mean, I'm sorry, in episode three of a season, like it didn't, it, that, that was shocking to me. It was like, oh my God. And you know, that's what, what we, we so expected a death. They even trolled us and we even expected two deaths. If you listen to some of the producers and what they were talking about before the season aired. So, the, you know, it was cool. I, I, I like it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan elevated it to me. I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, I, I hope they really do focus on him a lot. He's such a great character. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of, of, of him. So 4.0 busters for me. But 
Who cares what we think? We have an amazing Facebook group. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. It's a group. You hit join group. We get you in. We have 785 members strong right now. And you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead. Or on Fear the Walking Dead, we call them Toby ratings. And uh, we had many, many comments. I think this was, a, I mean, more than I've seen for almost any episode ever. Uh, we're going to take our time and get through them. Well, Jim will, actually, since uh, the honor is always his when Jim is on the show. Uh, but uh, thank you so much, everyone, for leaving those those comments. It makes the show that much better. And, Jim, I'll turn it over to you. What did our listeners yeah. have to say? Well, uh, we, as you mentioned, we got a lot of comments. Uh, starting with David Bue III, uh, five eyes right out of his head out of five. Uh, I tried hard to find a critical moment of each scene to correspond to how the finale left us hanging, but so far, I cannot think of one single scene or plot point that was bad. Um, how can they follow this episode? I'm really all I can think of are future episodes. Um, a lot of people really, really liked this episode a lot. Pamela Burton, uh, that was just so torturous to watch. I'm so emotional and upset. I don't know if it's possible to give it a rating. It was brutal. Uh, rest in peace, two great characters. Mm. Uh, Shailen Benzaviga makes a good point. Uh, still pissed they didn't do that as a season finale. It would have upset me having more of an emotional impact if they did it then. But having six months to get ready for it, I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> um, Joe Slosher, five out of five black Sharpies, had gotten all the spoilers beforehand and still watched in suspense the whole time. Good episode. Uh, DeRay Irvin, five days. The amount of time I'll continue to cry after this episode. Aww. Big Glenn fan, or Abraham yeah. fan, I guess. Uh, uh, Tom Borno, uh, OMG, 1,000 freaking Lucille bats for tonight's episode. <laughs> I don't think I was breathing the entire episode. Wow, there's some enthusiasm for you. Uh, Tarek Anwar, or, or Tarek Anwar uh, five. I can't think of anything clever, but oh my God, out of five, I am speechless. Uh, Tarek Craig, five Emmy Awards, Golden Globe Awards for Andrew Lincoln on this episode. Andrew Lincoln fan, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he knocked it out of the park. Someone called Planet Mars for the ball back. Uh, they were all phenomenal, most intense, emotional, hardcore hour of TV that I've ever watched. Wow. Nice, nice. Hi- hyperbole is is astounding. Uh, Mark ba- Barthelmus, uh, five bloodied ball bats. Uh, the cast and crew literally knocked it out of the park this episode. Oh, I see what you did there, Mark. Very clever. <laughs> uh, longtime listener, uh, Mike Jones, five head, out, head and shoulders out of five. Uh, the Abe kill was somewhat of a lame death, and Glenn was predictable. Rick being broken down and being on the verge, doing that to his child chilled me to the bone. I can't even put more words into it. Uh, Brad Milo, former co-host of yes. the, uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast. Milo! <laughs> Easy now. Hold him down. Says simply five busters. That's it. That That's high he, praise. I mean, that's coming from Brad. He's the one who named him Buster, so I mean that you can't get any higher praise than that. <laughs> uh, Charles Zim at five, bloody brain matter stain. Louisville sluggers out of five. Uh, Brent Jones five. Oh shit, that is gross out of five. Incredible <laughs> seeing Rick become broken while entertained by Negan at the same time. Uh, Max Silver five hatchets, hatchets out of five. The deaths were well done. That eyeball was perfect. Ugh. <laughs> and Negan's speeches were on point, but man, the way he broke Rick down, that's what made it a five. Mary Turkpecchia, I need five Xanaxes out of five. <laughs> Might be one of the best episodes to date. Can't any- imagine anyone else playing Negan now. And I'm looking forward to more interaction between him and Rick and others. 
Carl Hooker says, five, suck my nuts out of five. <laughs> I felt the tension all the way down to my toes on this one. The scene in the RV with the clouds haziness made it seem more like a dream than a nightmare. Uh, bravo, Nicotera, Gimple, and crew. Susan Monk, three point, or 4.5 therapist to help me through PTSD out of five. <laughs> that was effing intense. I need to watch some Project Runway before I sleep tonight. Uh, Adam Fatah, five out of five T-Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> old school shout out for T-Dog. T-Dog. It was a great season premiere. I hope they keep the momentum going in the next coming episodes. Uh, Ian Rossell, uh, five frontal lobes out of five. I, for one, enjoyed the cliffhanger last season, and spending six months hankered down in a, bunk- in a bunker. It's not to get any spoilers. I enjoyed. And I'm so glad you did that. I did that, too. I was not spoiled in any way ahead of mm. time. Uh, Johnny Storr says five vampire bats out of five. Uh, great episode. I was on the fence about Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Negan, but now I'm on the train. Uh, this season is going to be great. No new showrunner needed on the show. Looking forward to the podcast and season. Well, thank you, sir. Is he Thanks, the same John. commenter that suggested that Fear the Walking Dead should definitely get a new showrunner? Yes, he does a period in there, right? New period showrunner. Yeah, it's him. Uh, Rob Cook says, had to watch this at 6.30 a.m. On, Sunday, on Monday morning to avoid spoilers. Not the best way to start a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Most of my Mondays started that way anyway, Rob. So, uh, five brutal brain brain batterings out of five. Very alliterative. Um, we have also have a guy here who's the Winnebago man. Oh, this uh, is hilarious! Know. The video is so funny. <laughs> Definitely go, go to the uh, group and check it out because I cannot do it justice by explaining it. I haven't seen but, this video uh, in like in years. I remember it, and it's funny that he played it because it's, it's perfect. <laughs> There's a documentary about him too. I think that was on Netflix. Yeah, for a while. yeah Winnebago man. Uh, Chris Pierce, who posted it, said, I give it four out of five angry Winnebago mans. I'm pretty sure this is Negan's dad. Uh, Tammy Heisley, totally speechless, but this episode is a solid five. Um, let's see, David J. Gregg, I already unsubscribed to the podcast somewhere in the last few episodes of last season. Well, then you won't be listening to this, David. Yeah, I guess you're not hearing it. So yeah, there's a lot of nuance in this episode, wow. too. We, we covered a lot of things, but yeah. I just watched the season premiere and wondered if I should give you guys a second chance. We will see. Uh, as far as seven, <laughs> sorry, as far as the new episode, I give us the highest of praise, as good an episode as can get. And honestly, they earned the non-revealing finale of last season, so there's no way they could have shown us anything and had this episode work this well. So kudos. I don't understand half of that. Uh, Negan is by, by, by far the best TV villain ever and quickly leading <laughs> up to his comic counterpart, Ten effing stars. Okay. Uh, Andrew Park, four stretch neck busters out of five. Acting directing was excellent. Was excellent. I would go to five. But the whole episode made me very anxious. So I'm putting it down purely because of how it made me feel. Um, Eric Fager, five out of five. Wait all summer for 45 minutes of beat down. <laughs> all of you cliffhanging whiners, please sit down. If you're going to break Rick and the gang, you're going to have to break him four or five times. Uh, Robert and I go three out of five standards and practices memo. Uh, he said how much he enjoyed Aaron's uh, Young Folks review, but he didn't care for this episode very much for a lot of the same reasons. And um, I would read the whole thing, but just go to the group yourself. Robert had a lot of good thoughts about how he felt about this episode, and a lot of people agreed with him in the thread. Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington. I'm happy to say your name again, sir. Aww. Five, anyone got an ask? We got a splitting headache out of five. Potentially the best ever episode of The Walking Dead I've ever seen. I was literally on the edge of my seat. I would buy a bigger chair. Uh, Karen She, I'm so bereft right now. Dark, intense throughout. Perhaps too gratuitous and better as the, better than the season six finale. 
uh, or better as yeah, I'm better sorry. as yeah, better as the season six finale. Somebody give Andy Lincoln an Emmy already for four point five busters. We can get through this together, guys. We can only get through it together. Uh, Jimmy Tucker four point oh busters. I was a little surprised by Lucille striking twice. It'll be interested, uh, interesting how to see the group moves forward from there. Scott Homan, three out of five busters. I'm not buying the Rise of the Savior story arc to begin with. I find it hard to believe that this group has so many soldiers at this point in the apocalypse. I'm really not looking forward to the next episodes at all. Oh, that's too bad. And Janet Broom, 4.5. Shut up, Ricks. We're really, was really annoyed by Rick. Why would you threaten the guy who just beat two of your family to body pulps? Because that's Violence Rick. And, <laughs> yeah. Violence and Gore was a little over the top. Not so much the amount, but how long they showed both guys being beaten. Uh, Glenn's death was traumatic. I also felt that after the whole dumpster thing, I wasn't impacted as much by Glenn's death as I had been when I thought he died last season. And if you would like to have your thoughts and Buster ratings uh, immortalized in our podcast, and by all means, join our group, the Walking Dead TV podcast group. And we'll be happy to have you aboard. And you can tell us what you think about the next episode. I want to ask a question to Chub Toad. Okay. Would you consider yourself a hardcore fan of The Walking Dead? I'm, uh, I, maybe. I mean, I'm a big fan. I don't know about hardcore. I, I mean, I think yes would be the right, <laughs> would be the answer, right? I mean, we're doing a podcast on it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I just asked that because I, you know, I would say I'm a hardcore fan of The Walking Dead, and I'm very aware that I don't think the show's perfect. I think that everyone's aware that I don't think the show is perfect. It doesn't make me any less of a fan. That just makes me being realistic. Uh, and I, I'm very much happy to see all the various responses on the Facebook page. There's obviously a lot of uh, a lot of warmth to this episode as far as ratings go, not as, not necessarily to the you know the actions that take place. And I completely respect every single one of them. Um, I'm very happy to myself write these you know reviews that I do for the episodes, uh, and I don't make any butts about you know what I'm trying to say, nor do I try to you know want to tell anyone what to think about a show i'm certainly trying to provide my opinion but i asked chub toad that because you know you didn't like the episode you know well no that's just <laughs> the thing is i did like the episode i'm just was looking at it from a storytelling point okay I, I felt that they 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 really it seemed to me they were more focused on screwing with the audience's emotions than getting the story unfolded in a way that was palatable because to me, the dragging out that they did for the hour was not necessary. and But I feel that they painted themselves into that corner because of the way they ended season six. Because they, they had to have this reveal, and it would be hard to have an after the reveal and still fill an hour and have it digestible right. by your audience. So what they did was... They drug it out through the fog and keep playing all these little clips of shit they shot and just, you know, get to it. They should have. Here's the thing. When it comes to hangers, I look at like Star Trek Next Generation has the gold standard <laughs> in my opinion, as far as as low cutest of Borg. OK, yeah, yeah. But when we ended that summer, that season going into that summer, it wasn't, oh, who's gone? Who's now a Borg? It's not all that. <laughs> we knew it was Picard that was gone. We knew that with that last shot that he had been turned into a Borg. Now we were waiting for the season to come back because what are we going to do? What's Riker's plan going to be? What's, you know, how are they going to figure this out? You know, how are we going to get out of this pickle? You know, that whole thing. But this was, who did 
did they kill? And then you wait 20 damn minutes to tell me? Uh -uh. Yeah, no. enough, right. This that, is not, that's, well, yeah. that's where I drew the line. He drew the line on Carl's arm. I drew it right there. Well, what I'm what I'm getting at is that among the five of us, obviously, we have a various a, a varying amount of opinions on this episode. Just like thank God, or this would be a really boring show. Exactly, it would be a boring show. It would lack nuance. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I I'm happy to participate in these conversations with you guys. This is a lot of fun every time we do these, and I'm certainly happy to you know look at all the various responses on the Facebook page. Are you resigning or something? Where I'm not resigning. I just want to point <laughs> out that as we as we. You know, we're coming back from Fear of the Walking Dead. Are you Dead, dying? I mean, what's we, going We're coming back from Fear of the Walking Dead, which we were not, you know, we were not that big on. Um, we're coming, and we've come off various seasons of The Walking Dead, which we're mostly pretty positive about. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's, we, I don't think we'd keep doing this show for, for what, six, seven, seven seasons, seven, <laughs> if we didn't have some kind of respect for the show. So I look forward to moving on in this season, and I look forward on just to hearing all your guys' various opinions on it, because that's certainly what, you know, a lot of this is about, is having a, Having right. a discourse to go over these episodes and talking about what works and what doesn't. Yep, makes it fun. You're absolutely right. Well, I certainly had fun. It's good to be back again in in the main Walking Dead universe, and uh, it, it's going to be a great season, I think. So we can all stay tuned for that. Uh, any other final thoughts, guys, or uh, let's just wrap it up. Let's get to Carol and Morgan already. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it looks like in the Are preview you? they're they're in the kingdom, right? It's, so it's where they're going to be next week. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. All right, cool. So uh, just to recap, where can our listeners uh, find us if, when we're not do doing the Walking Dead TV podcast? Uh, Chubto, what about you? Well, generally, I'm in Michigan. Generally. Oh, on the yes. internet. Uh, Twitter, at Chubtoad01. Um, Instagram, at Chubtoad01. Facebook, Chubtoad01. Email, Chubtoad01 at gmail.com. All hate mail could go directly there, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl? One yes. last comment, really quick. One last comment. I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I just want to make sure people understand yeah. that. I'm just looking at it from a critical standpoint. You got it. It's good. No, you, you, you're, <laughs> you're it's, allowed. It's, it's America, I'm baby. Sure, you can, you can you have voice. your opinion. Yeah, yeah you heard it right there, okay. Richard. You talk Richard, about your opinion on a podcast. Yeah. How Richard, dare you, Chubb, sir? Richard Chubtoad Sheldon hates Batman v Superman. You all heard it. We can move on. <laughs> no, jerk. <laughs> I'm getting my letter right now. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> so glad the record, the record has been cleared. Thank you, uh, Daryl. What about you? Uh, you can hear me uh, on many other podcasts on the Taylor Network podcast, and you could uh, also follow my Twitter, uh, the Voice One Two Three, and and kind of check out what I'm doing. Excellent, Aaron. Uh, you can find me writing about things that I may or may not be fit to write about over on thecodeofzeke.com, <laughs> as well as on. Come on. I'm also writing at Screen Rant uh, daily over there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. And there's also the other podcast I host, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, um, where my co-host Abe and I discuss the uh, uh, latest new movies. And uh, all month long this October, we've been doing a bunch of bonus horror episodes. We've been a lot of fun uh, yeah, talking yeah. about various genres of horror. So feel free to check those out all on iTunes. The last one was uh, comedic horror movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Horror comedy we just put out yeah, there. Yeah, Evil a lot Dead, of fun Young Frankenstein. A lot, a lot of good recommendations if you're a horror fan looking for a lot of new obscure picks in the various genres of horror. I love I love how how you try to be humble Aaron whenever you you know are billed as the Beyonce of critics. I mean <laughs> what? what does so, that even mean? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't even know what he's going for there. Choose about a moment's notice. Wow. Jim, how about you? Uh you can check me out on the DC TV podcast at hhwlod.com. 
also do nothing's on with uh with daryl and donnie over at the taylor network of podcast my uh, uh twitter is at yoda jones all one word excellent and it's great to have you back jim we we definitely oh, miss you. you uh and if you want to listen to my other podcast i am the host of the one and only auto chat show autochatshow.com facebook.com forward slash auto chat show me and my co-host teddy review new cars so you don't have to uh we do interviews of uh, auto executives uh different types of products out there review new cars it's definitely uh fun and interesting and all that good stuff so please check us out at auto chat show on all the instagrams and twitters and all that kind of stuff uh, we're also doing on the HHW LOD network a series of Star Trek podcasts, so uh, we're actually gearing up for the next one, which will be uh, installment seven, discussing Star Trek Enterprise. Oops. So that should be a good one. Yay! Yeah, so uh, for all you Star Trek fans out there, uh, you can listen to Chubb, Jim, you've been on a few of them, uh, Daryl definitely, and it's been great uh, on the HHW LOD Master Feed. So subscribe to the Master Feed, that way you can get DCTV and The Walking Dead and our Star Trek specials and everything else, Half Hour Wasted, all in one nice little condensed feed. So check that out on the on your device of choice. So, until there is no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth... Remember, you better remember who you work for, because Lucille is one thirsty girl. (laughs) Take care, folks. 